Sponsored by Just Eat. Woo! Tap into Ireland's leading food ordering app. Just Eat. Find your flavour. on 2FM with Transport for Ireland. Plan your journey door to door with our free TFI Journey Planner app. Now, uh, on Wednesday on the show, we did a reaction piece to the primetime gender special, uh, which featured Sarah Phillips from Trans Equality Network Ireland, who was one of the interviewees on the show, and also Ro McDermott, who is, yes, my sister, but she is uh, she's also an award-winning Fulbright Scholar, funded MA in Sexuality Studies from San Francisco University. She is an Oxford-funded uh, PhD academic. She's guest speaker in Stanford University and uh, sex columnist with the Irish Times of Speciality and gender and feminism um, now at that point to be fair hands up we should have invited somebody from primetime uh, on the show or given them right of reply but better late than never we're joined now by the editor of primetime uh, Donna Diamond hello sir how are you thank you for coming in uh, I guess having Sarah in particular off the back of the show and the context of the show one of the biggest things that people took issue with was the inclusion of Graham Linehan and not only his inclusion but his use to promote the show in 2018 he was given a verbal harassment warning by police in the UK after a complaint by a transgender activist he's not an academic he's not qualified he's not a psychologist he's not a clinician he is a comedy writer with a Twitter profile he, some people would say it's imported sensationalism and his inclusion from the get go meant you were fighting a losing battle well first of all the programme was full of experts and it was full of people who had a personal experience but Many of the experts we spoke to, uh, and I do mean a significant number of people, were very nervous about saying anything in public about this and didn't come on. And Graham Linhan's comment, and I'm specifically talking about his comment in the promo, went to the heart of the issue. And what he was saying is, might there be, with people who are very young, might there be something else going on here? Might there be a problem with body image? Yes, he was blunt. But he got to the heart of the issue. And the issue that all of the experts... But surely you could have found a medical expert or a clinician or a psychologist to say that rather than someone who's unqualified and wrote Father Ted. Do you know something? Well, first of all, we don't live in a world where only people who have qualifications can speak or only people of personal experience can speak. But I would say the most prestigious current affairs show in the country should strive to get the most qualified minds on the issue. And we did. We did get the most qualified minds on the issues. But not according to uh, the trans community because he was I, I he am, was he I was am, the main he was the main source of aggression. I am going to get onto it. Um, we did get some of the uh, Dr. Paul Moran, a representative of the Tavistock Clinic, but people like that speak sometimes around an issue and not directly to an issue. And Graham Linehan, who's been at the absolute core of this debate in England, as you pointed out did speak very directly to it. And we do need people, and you'd know this in radio too, you need people to say directly, look, this is the issue. We have to debate whether or not this is this is right. And when we had two huge referendum campaigns recently, nobody complained that Noel Whelan isn't gay and that he, why is he talking about this? The whole thing was run by commentators. He was and also on the, on the points that Graham made, like Graham uh, gave a one-off anecdote which was supported then by a voiceover about a, a trans woman who had assaulted two other women in bathrooms and mentioned this as being a worry for the trans community. And that's what Sarah Phillips said. Her big problem was she recorded an extensive interview, but in fact, most, if not exclusively, her contributions were to rebut stuff that Graham Linehan had said 
said, isn't that this one time one trans person assaulted one person in a bathroom, isn't that akin to Donald Trump going, this immigrant illegal murdered a person and now we're going to build a wall? Like it's using one anecdote not backed up by stats or statistics or rebuffed in a meaningful way to create discord and worry. And Sarah said after the show, she had a phone call from a kid who was transitioning, whose parents, having watched the show, had said they were reconsidering their unrelenting support for this child transitioning. There are real world consequences for having people like this on. Now, can I address a number of the, qu- the questions you raised there? The first uh, question about uh, bathrooms, it's a legitimate question to ask as to whether or not there should be women-only spaces. And it's legitimate of Heather Brunskill-Evans to say on our programme, though the vast majority of trans people would pose no danger whatsoever to anybody, it's a legitimate question for someone to raise. Do I want what Graham Linton referred to, I think, as an intact man in a bathroom with my 13-year-old daughter? And we have to look at what our audience might be concerned about, and that's a legitimate question to ask. And when you looked at the Irish Prison Service's reply, they seem less than clear. Now, I don't for a moment think I know the answer, nor do I have any particular opinion as to which side of this uh, of this argument it should come down on but it's certainly a major question for for all of the time we remember there have been female only spaces be- because people are nervous women many women and and young women and young girls are nervous with men in their private spaces so what we do about them is a legitimate question but secondly on the issue with with young people it's just a que- it's it's a question of we think really carefully about young people about what they should be able to do. They're not allowed to be uh, to marry. If they're under 17, they're not allowed to have sex. And we had a debate about this very recently and society decided, no, they're not equipped to decide this. So it's surely a legitimate question for us to ask, can there be other things going on in young people's lives, particularly around puberty, which was precisely the point that Graham Linehan made. And he made it very directly. And when you're making a piece of television about a really important issue, you do need somebody to speak directly to the issue. And we would only do that in the context of having any number of experts on both sides of the issue and uh, people, uh, only people on one side, actually, in terms of human experiences. The, The point is, there are people who want to deny particular people their voice. And our role is not to be denying particular people their voice. And particularly, maybe when that voice is uncomfortable, when that voice is raising something that is against the consensus. There's, you but know... For sorry. example, with the with the Graham going sure. back to the bathroom uh, incident, I'm looking now, found it in like 30 seconds of Googling, no links between trans-inclusive policies and bathroom safety. Um, this is from the UCLA School of Law. It's the first most comprehensive study of its uh, kind. There is no evidence that letting transgender people use public facilities that align with their gender identity increases safety risks. Graham made his big sensationalist point and then there was the voiceover and there was no counter to that so I guess I just saying I understand why people found his inclusion problematic and why Sarah said her existence in the show she recorded a big 90 minute segment about her personal experience but her her sole purpose for being there as it transpired after the edit which is an editorial decision was to rebuff Graham Linehan Do you think that a mother of a 13 year old child has a, a daughter has a right to be concerned if what Graham Lennon described as an intact oh, abso- man Oh, absolutely. But that's why I'm saying it's important to, to reference the studies well, that have been done off the back of Graham's see, the problem, concerns. The problem is, did, I think... I think I'd throw that back at you. Would I, you not say it would be good in that instance to include see, a study I like don't this? Think, first of all, there has been, as we cited, one horrendous, two horrendous attacks by the same person who was put in a women's prison because he self-identified as a woman. This is a sex offender, we refer to it. Society failed the victims of that person. 
So all we really need to know is, you know, is there an acceptable number of these incidents that but happened? It, that, is there an acceptable that's number? That's scaremongering, surely. How is it? It happened. Yeah, but that's like I'm saying the Donald Trump incident you, of here's one illegal immigrant who murdered somebody. So what do you somebody. say to those victims? Oh, and do you say, sorry, lads. Yeah, just doesn't matter. Surely it well, means... Well, what do you say to the trans people for not giving the anecdote and it asks a worthy question, but this information, an academic study that has see, been conducted see, um, and it was, there was no balance to that sensationalist statement. See, see the, the point about this is, do citizens have a right to say should this person that Graham Linhan referred to as an intact man be in my daughter's bathroom? Whether or not they pose any actual danger because we have a rule and the basic rule is this space... But even the way the question is framed be in my daughter's bathroom that's playing on an emotion and it's instilling a sense of danger. Well, look, look, Should they be allowed to use the, look, the bathroom look, for the sex they've assigned look, themselves? I'm just talking about framing. Look, the, the thing that worries me really is behind all of this is the suggestion that certain voices simply should not be heard. And that's a huge problem. For us in prime time, our job is difficult issues. It's not easy issues. Our job is difficult issues. And often that are difficult watching. We thought long and hard about Graham Linehan. We said, this is an Irish person. This is a person who is very seen as very much on the left of the spectrum and who has, been, uh, who has thought about this really, really carefully. Do we deny that voice? And why would we deny that voice? Do we say, oh, you're not directly affected, you can't speak? Surely every parent in the land is directly affected by this. Surely every citizen has a right, irrespective of what the answer is, to decide, well, yeah, this is, a, this is an issue and, and I have to think about it. We're here, we're talking to Donna Diamond, editor of Primetime. We're talking about the Tuesday's uh, Gender Generation programme and the reaction to it. And we're back. We'll take a little musical interview to continue our conversation after some Ava Maxson. This is 2FM. That's a little bit of Ava Max, Sweet But Psycho on 2FM. I'm here with Donna Diamond, editor of Primetime. We're talking about uh, Tuesday's Gender Generation gen- Gender Show, Gamalish Gale. Uh, Donna, there was plenty of uh, reaction to the programme. But like there was a tweet here, uh, I find it very telling that each positive experience contribution for last night's primetime uh, were Ireland-based, yet all negative inexperience contributions were UK-based. There's no appetite here in Ireland for rage-based reporting in relation to transgender so, like, issues. You see, I, I have a huge difficulty with this talk about rage-based reporting. It was said the other night that what we did was morally wrong. Like That's an appalling thing to say. Like The truth of the matter is, we look at this, we see that this change is taking place, we ask ourselves, is this change a profound change in Irish society? Now, should we ignore it? I would have thought that it would be dereliction of our duty to think there are major issues here, they should be discussed. We didn't discuss them in a howling debate, we discussed them in a structured do- documentary. So Heather said she didn't believe trans women are women, Yes, but, the, but gender well, look, recognition here has yeah. already existed since so, 2015. So, so, so there are two issues here. Well, so why are you importing I, I a voice that... Sorry, there are two issues here. The issue uh, in relation is, is what's termed by the trans community only, and seen as very insulting by, by other people, is termed the turf argument. Uh, trans exclusionary radical feminists. There are a group of feminists, ext- extremely well-known feminists, uh, in in Britain, who think that if you who who and I, I wouldn't have any view of this myself, but who consider it deeply insulting that a woman could be created by a combination of of drugs and surgery, and they say that's not the case, and they separately say that that has an effect on women's safe spaces. So all we have to ask is, is that a fair discussion to have? And if it has, just because it hasn't happened here. Is it not legitimate for us to say, if this is a fair discussion to have, should we investigate it? Is it the case that it will never happen here, that the prison service won't have to address this? I guarantee you, as an absolute matter of fact, at some stage they will. 
I'd be reasonably certain at some stage the argument over women's safe spaces will happen here and it has to happen here. And anybody who actually watched it and, and, and watched it objectively would think, look, they raised really fair questions and we attempted in every circumstances to give both views. The, the implication behind, behind everything you're saying, and in particular what was said the other night was, we were debating people's humanity and existence. The proposition that primetime would ever debate people's humanity and existence is nonsense. It's beyond nonsense. Well, I guess that goes back to Heather's statement that she didn't believe that trans women are women. That but, is debating someone's humanity. That's no, the debate. No, are trans, not, it, how can you say it's not? Are trans women women? Here is an established feminist from the UK saying trans women are not women. That's the debate. No, that's the debate on humanity. How can you look it's, me in the eye and tell a, me that's not that's, it? That's not a debate on someone's humanity. Are you actually looking me in the eye and telling I'm me that? I'm looking you in the eye and saying there is a perfectly legitimate debate, which I've already outlined to no, you. No, but I'm, uh, that's the I'm sentence. Going, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to address it, which I've already outlined to you, which is uh, taken up not by people on the mad lunatic right or just Graham Linton, but like feminists primarily, like Jermaine Greer, I think, was the first ever, who raised this question because they say, and I'm not expressing any view, they say that actually it's profound, it's a profound thing to be a man or a woman. So, so it is a debate. So hold on. Well, you, you really have to let me finish, home because okay. you, you weren't quite as interrupting the other night, if that's fair of me to say. No, but that's why we yeah, wanted to ask but you no, in. Yeah, but that, you weren't quite as interrupting of, of, of your guest the other night. The question, that question has been raised in Britain, and I think it's a very fair question to ask, but no one is debating their existence. And if you're, if the question is, well, might trans people, you know, uh, be trans and then later on take a different course, the law that Monina Griffith proposes proposes a formal revocation process whereby trans people can revoke their their their, their change in gender. So it's fully acknowledged in the law. So this question is not debating anybody's existence, and in particular, it's not debating their humanity. It's debating what exactly this this situation represents because if it does represent if and, and it may very well be the case if it does if a trans woman is in every way a woman the same as any other woman well then there are implications for society and the implications for society are to do with safe spaces now i don't know the answer to that i really really don't know i it's absolutely the case that you couldn't i'm sure it would be hugely difficult to have a tra transgender woman in a male prison uh, People might be disturbed if they were in a female prison. So the answer, the question is, I don't know the answer, but I do know one thing. I know it's the most profound question for for society, and nobody uh, uh, the other night was suggesting that trans people should be subject to to abuse or to anything else. There are there are two straightforward questions: Is it legitimate for people to ask the question, should children? be allowed to set off down that road. Sarah made a very good point that perhaps bidding legal recognition might stop them going down the medical road. That, that, do you think that because gender recognition is it's purpose, purposely decoupled from medicalization really, of transition? Because we had Dr. Paul Moran who points out that actually... and But uh, self-identification doesn't mean starting just, on a medical road. Um, we had Dr. Paul, Paul Moran who pointed out that actually he has had patients, and this wasn't this wasn't some, it might happen. He has had patients who have gone to Poland with a gender recognition certificate and in Poland that would entitle you to surgery and have, and have, have had surgery. So it, it, it is, it, it's decoupled. You're quite right in terms of legislation, but it is, it is a worry. Were they adults or were they minors? They were adults. The point he was making was a gender recognition certificate in other countries is seen as entitling, entitling you to medical treatment. But even if it weren't, um, there's two things. Either a gender recognition, maybe three, Either gender recognition certificate will have no effect whatsoever on how you go. Or Sarah's right, and it might stop you 
going down the medical road or alternatively in that affirmation you might be more likely to go down uh, the medical road and I, I just stress again young people love to think that oh I understand everything about everything these are really complex issues and in many other areas we tell young people I'm sorry you don't understand everything about these things. We don't allow young people to vote. We don't allow young people to join the army. But Seems the law requires parental consent anyway. The law, well, at the moment, there's, there's three. There's the current situation and there's two, two alternative situations. One, the private members bill, which may or may not reach law, and one, the, the, the review. The review proposes that there be a straightforward system involving parental consent and unlike what was said the other night, it says that there will be a legal process if no parental consent was, was available. It doesn't go into if one parent is dead or anything like that the straightforward recommendations as bold as you like anyone can look it up in the review report says there'll be a legal process if there's no parental consent but parental consent is a really important issue but not the only issue because we don't say that a parent can uh, decide that their child can drink so parental consent isn't the only issue society has a right to say is this wise and maybe it is or is it not and all we do on prime time is say this is a difficult and important issue. Should we raise it? And also, should we raise it with experts, with people who have who have experience, and also with commentators who speak directly to the issue? That's all we did. And Donna, let me ask you this: What did you think um, to the reaction to the show? Anything that we ever do, and I know loads of people don't believe this, that causes people personal difficulty. I am really concerned about. I hope that what this does with parents and children is make them think. That's all. Make them think and irrespective of what conclusion they come down to, that's up to them. But I, I really feel that we only have two choices. Either we raise these issues or we don't. And it cannot be right. To it, It's a gross dereliction of my duty to see this issue, to think this raises profound questions about involving children and I'm not going to raise them because it might upset somebody. And even if I might upset somebody very personally and, and, and that people have personal experiences, that, surely that can't be right because we're not on prime time about easy things. We're about difficult questions. That's what we do. Donna Diamond, editor of Primetime, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Owen.